New week, new manager, same shitey hearts, same furious podcast. My name is Jarvey and I'm joined just by Paddy and Hammy this week. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. How are we doing, boys? Um, just like our stadium attendances are about to start dwindling, so is our podcast members. Yes. It was, and it was funny the first time, but it's not like we, we forgot to start recording the podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> Buttons may not have been pressed. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'll tell you who is pressing my buttons. That's Stephen Naismith. <laughs> Get him out. Um, all right, Simon might be joining us. We shall see. And Cameron is still fuming um, that Nielsen got sacked in the first place. He's one of those told you so guys, you should have kept him wankers. So good. Ri- I'd say good riddance to Cameron. I'd say. Bye. Yeah, he's probably going to be back next week. Um, all right, first of all, we had an Unbelievable amount of listeners last week. Always happens when the club's in crisis. Um, tens, of, tens of thousands of you, thank you, um, received maybe like seven messages, say, about the podcast. And you know what? Each one of them said the same thing. How funny it was that I called the Swedish football club Harambe instead of Hammerby. Grow <laughs> <laughs> up, everyone. <laughs> Fucking grow up. Um, <laughs> Aye. Last week, we recorded <clears throat> just a couple of hours after it was confirmed that Stephen Naismith would be the, is he the interim manager? Is he caretaker? What is he? Well, he's not got on a permanent basis, that's for sure. <laughs> interim <laughs> manager. Definitely not yeah. permanent manager. Aye. So we recorded just after all that was confirmed. Um, and what a, a busy week it has been <laughs> since then. Going up to what feels like months ago. First of all, Robert Snodgrass. What were all that about, eh? Who's he? <laughs> Simon, you've joined us. You you hate the Snodgrass? Uh, it's a bit odd, eh? Like, oh. Hart's done so well with nothing coming out that up until about a week or ten days ago and then all of a sudden everyone's a fucking arsehole and everyone hates everyone. Naismith leaking things left, right and centre. <laughs> I've, uh, I've enjoyed some of the rumours um, everything from parking in disabled spots to kicking cats I know a player who it's not a rumour because I've seen them do it twice at the Tesco at Davidson Mains park in a disabled spot his name rhymes with Osh Amble and he plays for Hibs <laughs> <laughs> what a scumbag most of them are most of them are um, but, uh, Robert Snodgrass I think when you look at the, the timeline, first of all, so at, from Andrew McKinley's big interview thing, so Nielsen was sacked. I don't find the, the, the club trained on the Monday. So McKinley went in on the Tuesday and addressed the players, he said it was, and then handed over to Naismith. And it was, was just within, <laughs> and then within hours, Robert Snodgrass was gone. Solid. So, yeah. It will come out. Snowgrass or go an open goal or something and fucking reveal all eventually. 
but um, it's very interesting to see what's happened here. There's um, cliques and divisions in the squad. Was it Nielsen? Was it the players? Was it Snodgrass? Who knows? But it was exciting, if anything. Hi. A big fat mess. <laughs> well, at least we cleared that up, moved on, and we're back playing football. All the bad apples are out. We're playing well again. <laughs> the hearts are back, baby. <laughs> um, Andrew McKinley's big interview, kind of first of all. Um, got to admit, I felt like he was almost hiding away in his role since he came at Hearts. But he came very much to the forefront in his interview, and he came across very well. You've got to see. Hey. Hey. I, I agree. It was very, very clean and transparent, finally. But again, a little too late. Um, Paddy, you made a, an observation about McKinley's background and his language. Oh, he's very golf. <laughs> very, very golf. Mm. Speaks well, though. I mean, I, I'd be telling a lie if I actually listened to what he said, but you said he spoke <laughs> well, so I believe you Take my word for it, brave man. He did say he said the right things, but as always, these things need to be backed up by actions, and um, more specifically on the pitch, which they one hundred percent were not. So, yeah, talk is cheap, but he did come across well for somebody that we don't see in the media very often. Yeah, yeah, I think it was more I kind of gained a lot of faith from the board, the way they explained the structure and the decision making process, because. I think as, as fans of this fan-owned club, we were just in the dark about the whole thing, which we shouldn't have been. And I just, it, I, this isn't the time to go back into that just now. But I explained it finally, and it all sounded quite good. And then you had Gary Mallon's um, April newsletter. A, a big mass, everyone's 40,000 Hearts fans standing around the water cooler gossiping about someone losing their job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the April newsletter <clears throat> on behalf of the Foundation of Hearts, um, he stressed that two of the board board seats are representatives of the Foundation of Hearts and said that through those two seats, fans' views are voiced um, You know, at these meetings and they are a big part of the decision-making process. Um, what I don't like is the, the slogan of the Foundation of Hearts, that it's, uh, it's fan-owned, not fan ran but the way they say it it's always like with a snigger like well but at the end of the day it's, it's fan owned not Aye. fan ran us in, shut us your in, fucking mouth us included though there are some fucking roasters that support hearts <laughs> <laughs> no most of the hearts yeah. fans are roastered all of us included oh 100% we're a bunch of roasters um, but I just really don't like that mantra it just always pisses me off every time I see it um, it's like almost like we're, we're good enough to pay, but we're not good enough to have a say. Right. And it's not only that, it's how, how cloak and dagger it is. Like, why can't you be fucking transparent to the largest fan-owned club in the UK? We don't even know what the process is if, if a manager comes under question. Terrible patter. You're on very fucking thin ice, hearts. I'll cancel <laughs> that monthly standing order the now. You fucking watch it, Gary. But that's why they put that thing out in the first place. Oh, please don't stop donating to us. Aye. You're part of the board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it is really fan run. 
<laughs> you want it to be Gary, eh, you big dick. Um, no, he's, I'm sure he's, he's done a good job since he's coming, he's Gary. Um, uh, that was statements. Well, one more statement. Robbie Nielsen released one. It was very heartfelt, um, coming from himself saying it was a, an honour and a privilege to manage the club. And I actually felt quite sorry for him in that moment. I've got to say. You're getting Aye. soft in your old age, Jarvie. Well, <laughs> <laughs> then I moved on. <laughs> um, yeah. Moving on to Robin, uh, sorry, on to Stephen Naismith. Um, totally didn't occur to me like last week when we done the podcast how much everyone hates Stephen Naismith. <laughs> like, he is easily already the most hated manager in the league. <laughs> like by miles more than Ange Postacoglu, Michael Beale, Lee Johnson, Derek McInnes. No one comes remotely close to how much hate Stephen Naismith has. It's very harsh and it's fantastic. It's just a shame he's not got off to a winning start. Eh? I also sort of hate him a wee bit already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm hating his press conferences as much as the football. Ah, <clears throat> his first one, Hammy, he fucking went straight in by just playing down the importance of finishing third and getting Europe. What the fuck was that about? Aye, it seemed to completely contradict what McKinley had said as well about, you know, the whole reason they sacked Nielsen was because thirds in Europe is so important. And then you have the manager the next day sort of giving it, nah, it's all right. Which, <laughs> I mean, from one point, I can maybe understand if he's trying to take a bit of the pressure off the players. But I don't know, it doesn't come across as the right attitude, in my opinion. Um, and it didn't fucking work either. So, <laughs> well, I not think, to be um, honest. There's an argument that it definitely did work because none of the players looked like they gave a fuck. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I think, was it after the game as well? He would, he's been, he's also said, sort of, ah, third's not that important and stuff. So, yeah, it, it was weird. I think I'd say to you, he sounded like he, he just still needed a bit of media training with what he was saying and things like that. But it was nice hearing, you know, the non robotic, scripted answers from a manager. Um, which you, you tend to usually get. Or, on the other end of the spectrum, somebody like Catherine, who doesn't know what they're fucking talking about. So, on that hand, mm. it was all right. But, yeah, it was... I didn't like this attitude that third's not important. It clearly is. Somebody just lost their job because of it. Yeah, like, who who said to him, hi, that's a good idea, Stevie? <laughs> that. That's what the fans want to hear the now. We just sat back to Robbie Nielsen because he wasn't going to get third place. <laughs> Fanny. And it does fucking matter. It's really fucking important. <laughs> it's like it's almost quadrupling our revenue for the year. Yeah. <laughs> fucking idiots. Absolutely. Yeah, he's his own man. Gotta let him be. He says what he wants to say. Um, his pre- press conferences are duller than Nielsen's at this point. But. It's not over yet. I'm, I'm still clinging on to hope. Unlike that's, many that yeah. we're going to get third. That's the thing with the, the league, especially this year, because there isn't much between the teams um, on paper and in real life that uh, really a couple of results swing and we're right back in third. Which is hopeful thinking because we've no fucking won a game since I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> 
Since the records began. And is it time to bring up the form table in the last 10 games? We are rock bottom. And if you extrapolate that over a full season, we would finish on a record low of 23 points. Aye. Nielsen really did fuck it. Or yeah. Snodgrass really did chase far too many people around naked or park people's cars <laughs> in the middle of roundabouts one too many times. Like something that was serious has happened. <laughs> behind the scenes we were a fucking cakewalking in third place 12, 12 points clear absolutely flying and now if results go by the wrong way this weekend we could have finished we could have went into seventh place if Livingston's goal difference wasn't so fucked it's crazy good times Stephen is perfect but Still, still back on, back on track this weekend. Um, there was even some rumours. It was all just coming out of the woodwork left, right, and centre this week. There was even some rumours, Hammy, that Craig Gordon was going to just retire. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, online as well. There was whispers. It was just after the Robert Snodgast thing had had broken mm-hmm. that uh, Craig Gordon was thinking about retiring, which was. Uh, I don't know if he's just fed up with it or maybe his recovery is not going as well as it looked or like we mentioned, maybe Stephen Naismith had stomped out all the steroid juice. One of those, <laughs> I think it's, it's one of those. But uh, thankfully that, that didn't seem to get much more traction and we've not had anything else. So hopefully he is um, <clears throat> back on the juice and he'll be ready to go next season. <laughs> right, full of the bloody juice, the jambo juice. Um <laughs> Uh, I guess on his end, he's, he's a big jamble himself. He, he wouldn't want to just pull out suddenly like that. But, I mean, for him, he would have had it pretty cushy here. His pal, Robin Nielsen, is the manager. But day-to-day, it's not going to change for Craig when he comes back. No. He's kind of above that. Yeah. Above that. Hmm. Um, aye, Craigie, come on. Uh, no Harry Stone at the weekend, which is disappointing, by the way. No youth players whatsoever. Craig Gordon played to the Romanov years. I doubt he gives a fuck about what's going on now. He's like, what are you just complaining about? This is amazing. Get your bank account. Is there money in it? Then you're doing well. Um, a couple other things. Um, it's been confirmed that big Chris the Jambo Wilder will be a free man at the end of the season. Um, which Paddy's raging about. Um, I was trying. I was having a look at. It. I was trying to remember, like, because he was getting called like a tactical genius with his Sheffield United side. So he was credited with coming up with a new tactic, which was to basically use wide centre backs in his back five and use them in like overlapping. So they had overlapping centre backs. So they were putting in high volume crosses into the box. Just any bother, Chris Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's not even try that up here. We need centre backs first. <laughs> um, the post split fixtures. I mean, an incredibly detailed and complicated article in the evening news in the last hour, but it's quite helpful um, if you had time to digest it and, and clearly explain it to us and our listeners now, please. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I. 
<laughs> I thing is, I feel like I've read about seven different iterations of what is actually going to happen, because at one point we were only getting two home games, but now this one says we get three, and I think one of them is going to be St Mirren rather than Celtic, which I thought Aberdeen and Hibs at home. Um, and that would leave us a 19 and 19. It's all about making it as fair, trying to get as many people having 19 home and 19 away games. Um, but I think this is all hinging on, you know, it being fair. And I think we can all agree. <laughs> There's a certain couple of clubs that will be looked after, whereas the other ones just have to deal with it. So... There's a guaranteed so. way to make it fair, and that's just make every team play every team twice. Yeah, I mean, there we go. Simple, but uh, yeah. So I think what it boiled down to was it was looking likely to be Hibs, Aberdeen, Saint Mirren at home, um, which means we go to Parkhead twice. We just played them at Parkhead, didn't we? Did we? Yeah. yeah. There so, yeah. There's that fairness <laughs> there. Uh, Perfect. But yeah, it's um, aye. All about trying to make it fair. <laughs> so, Mirren, Hibs, and Aberdeen at home, you've got to take that. Who, who gives a fuck about going... on the form we're on? I don't even want to play anybody again. I don't know. I'd look at every team and think, well, they probably got a bit more fight than us. They'll probably beat us in the first 15 minutes, win that game mentally. That's us done. That could all change with a Ross County victory. A victory for us. <laughs> I mean, over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we lose to Ross County, I'm genuinely cutting heads off. <laughs> uh, if we if we get beat off Ross County, I wouldn't be back at Ten Castle this season, and I, I don't miss games, but I won't. That'll be it. I'm not going to watch Hearts again. Fuck that. <laughs> Far loads of things I'd rather be doing. Loads of. <sighs> um. So it's complicated stuff, the 1919 split. It's crazy that this was what we did in the first place. I quite like the split. I do think it, it works and I think it's quite exciting. Um, but it's just the, the logistics behind it are fucked. Eh? No way. I think, yeah, when you, when you sort of can't guarantee, when you essentially you, you have teams that will have 20 home games and other teams that will have 18, it, it becomes a bit silly. But... Mm hmm. That's the way it is, and I don't think it's likely to change because of those four old form games that we need to have. Yeah, we mm -hmm. wouldn't we wouldn't last as a club without all the money we get for the old firm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I'll split. See what happens. We're very lucky to be in the top six. If Livingston just had a point more, like I say, we could we could have easily found ourselves in seventh place after this weekend. So at least we're guaranteed top six football. We consider ourselves lucky. Uh, Great, we just... get to get beat off Hibs again. <laughs> <laughs> One that'll definitely be a derby. I will not be attending if we get beat <laughs> this weekend. Uh, just before we speak about the derby, um, just to talk in isolation about Michael Smith. Uh, he got he got injured very early on. Looks like his hamstring exploded. Um, not for the first time. What a... It's probably his last kick of the ball we've seen now in Maroon. Now, there's no chance he's going to get a contract extension turning 35 in August with his injury record, etc. Um, 
but just to say he's been an excellent servant to the club. Eh? Yeah, one hundred percent. He's been he's been great. Um, always very reliable until sort of the last year, where he's I think his body is just starting to fail on him a wee bit. But as as it happens, so I wish him all the best. Bye. Emotionless. Yeah, I'm not very sentimental, so pass. <laughs> You're not. You're not sentimental at all. Yeah, I think I, I do agree with both of you. Um, he's been fantastic for the club. I wish he could have had a better send-off, but mm-hmm. in football, you can't be sentimental. And we've proven that, being honest, the, the sort of players that we've clung on to and we've had to play have probably lost us a few games this season. I'm glad I yeah. Exactly. Like top professional, you never see him in any dramas eh? He just seems to keep his head down. Yeah. And whenever, I bet he was the problem been... all along. I bet it's gonna come out that he was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Gaslighting people. <laughs> <laughs> Left, right, and center. Being a weed grass. <laughs> Snodgrass was actually the good guy. It was just Michael Smith. <laughs> Big grass. Can't make this all biography. <laughs> exactly. The harsh years. Uh, top professional. Seems like a top guy as well, Michael Smith. So all the very best. Um, I highly doubt you'll retire. See him playing for like Dunfermline or something next season. Yeah. That makes sense, eh? Yeah. Good. Well, I don't know if I will bother talking about the Hibs game, eh? We'll just wrap it up. <laughs> We weren't able to watch it, Jarvie, because uh, the Sky game was Celtic-Kilmarnock, so we weren't able to see it. I don't know what's happened, I just know we lost 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed a stunner, Paddy. Both teams flying. Absolute pinnacle of football. It just shows you how shite Scottish football is, that we are still in contention with getting guaranteed European group stage football. Aberdeen got pumped 11-0 in like a week off Hibs and Hearts. And they're the nah. third best team in Scotland. Crazy. Dreadful. <laughs> Simon, how did Stephen Naismith shake things up and motivate the boys going into this one? Uh... Tell me it was a, a club. Tell me it was a team full of youth and energy. You know, as soon as I seen the team, I thought, oh, that's just the exact same shape we've been watching the last fucking couple of months. <laughs> Xander like, Clark oh, was back. Andy, even Andy Halliday's starting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the back was Michael Smith for about five minutes. Toby Civic, Kai Rolls, and Stephen Kingsley. Um, in midfield was Devlin, Grant and Halliday. I've never seen a team play three centre mids and not be able to actually pass the ball. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. incredible. Hi, I know. Alan Forrest, Lauren Shanklin was also at centre mid, sorry, and Barry McCarry. <laughs> <laughs> it is incredible how bad we are. Like, I cannot believe we don't have one centre mid who can do anything. Like, nothing at all. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. They've all received absolute pelters. I mean, every single player has, haven't they? It was genuinely, that could be the worst. Um, Hearts performance I've seen in a derby for well, many a year like yeah. a good what feels like 10 year yeah well I, w- I work in a school so obviously there's loads of fucking kids there and uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's some of them there's some of Careful. them who 
there's some of them who hadn't seen Hearts lose the whole time they'd been at high school. Bloody hell. Well, now they have. Aye, and I was just like, oh, honestly. Incredible. But I, I just don't know what we're trying to do. I don't know what the midfielder's doing. What the fuck is happening to Keo that he can't get on that park? He's just as fucking bad. It can't be worse honest. than Halliday. Do you see how Halliday played last week and they thought, yep, we'll start him again. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Cammy Devon looks an absolute shell of the player that he was. What the fuck's happening there? Yeah, um, Alan Forrest, what does he do? What does he do? I thought, okay, well, he, he's a bit of an injection of speed. He couldn't un- outrun that Newell. That Joe Newell, like, jogged past him. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. I, I, could, <clears throat> I, I don't think Lauren Shanklin's bad, but when he's having to come into, like, the holding mid-spot just to pick up the ball, you've completely negated him as an effective player on the park. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Everything that went wrong could have. Hibs were shit, but they should have beat us about 4-0. Yeah, I really could have done. I know. Uh, it was dreadful. It, it genuinely felt like <clears throat> we weren't playing my midfield. We had, like you said, zero. Absolutely nothing going through the centre of the park and attack. No. Not a thing. We were passing the ball out to Barry Mackay. Barry Mackay has been dreadful in derbies and against Celtic and Rangers. Like your big games, he's been dreadful. Barry Mackay had one of his better games there and he was still shy. And he only, I only remember him touching the ball in the first half. I genuinely couldn't tell you one thing he'd done in that second half. Yeah. And that's like Barry Mackay needs a good team to allow him to sort of be effective and a team that can keep the ball and recycle the ball and allow him to sort of stay up the park and stay wide. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him, but when he is your only outlet or or you're giving it to J- James uh, Allen Forrest, mm-hmm. what are you expecting? Yeah. Uh, George Grant as well, who just as hopeless as Devlin and Halliday in the middle. And then to bring on fucking Alex Cochran as like an extra left winger. What is that cool doing here? <laughs> Why is he at the club? I know. I know. I'd be fucking fuming if I was one of those uh, forward players on the bench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be thinking, what the fuck is the point of me being here? Right, I was I was absolutely shocked. Yeah, because we took off Andy Halliday and brought Cochrane on on the 75th minute, and that was us. We were 0 down at that point. Yeah. yeah so you're bringing off a, mid, a midfielder for a defender to chuck that defender out wide and just I, see what happens. I, I, honestly, it's very confusing. Um just felt there was no purpose in the team. There was no idea. There was no identity. No one wanted to actually like fight or challenge forever. And there's loads of shit teams. We've seen it the other week. Kelly beat us the other week there just for wanting it slightly more. That was really yeah. the difference. They're not a better footballing team than us. Mm-hmm. And teams know, oh, we'll just let Rolls and Civic pass it about the back. We get like 60% possession class. It's all in our own half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> you're absolutely right. It was dreadful. It really was. Um, I mean, I, I was kind of taking down some notes from watching extended highlights, and it was all hibs. <laughs> it would be dreadful content for this. Um, but Michael Smith's hamstring did explode, I think it was three minutes into the game. Uh, Nathaniel Atkinson came on. And to be fair to Natty, he, if, if anyone on the pitch, you've got to say Nathaniel Atkinson did seem to put a shift in. Yeah, I would agree with that, but that, but for 
more than one reason that just because it annoys Cameron that he played quite well and he's going to be the right back <laughs> for the rest of the season. And that makes me happy. That's the only thing I took away from the weekend, to be honest. Cameron's going to be more miserable. <laughs> oh, I bet we put like Alan Forrest in there. <laughs> Probably. <Yeah. laughs> Shankland. Shankland at right back. Played everywhere else. Well, I was thinking, I actually messaged uh, Jambo's youth report and asked, like, who's going to be, because we'll surely now see one of the B team players come onto the bench is the backup right back because there's no one else. Um, and he pointed out that, well, it would have been Cammy Logan if when Nielsen punted him. <laughs> um, they were saying there's a good chance that it'll be um, not uh, Rocco Frio, but other boy Forrester that we might see coming onto the bench. Is Nielsen uh, still at the club? Do you not play right back? Uh, I guess. He's more a, a right-sided centre-back, Lewis Nielsen, isn't he? But fucking who cares, man? Chuck, and I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> Chuck me out there. But Let's that's got to be... Season. It's got to be part of it, because the players don't look like there's any jeopardy of them losing their spot for poor performances, because we've seen it for the last three months. You can play absolutely shite, and you go get picked mm. next week. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, we did have an early chance um, Hibs had one beforehand should have scored from really <clears throat> we did have a chance where Mackay managed to get a ball into the box it's when Shanklin kind of lost it behind himself around the penalty, penalty box and it spilled oh, yeah. out away to Devlin uh, he had his shot blocked that was quite early on and you're thinking oh, it's not looking too bad and then been nothing really we had a bit of a phase before half time 10 minutes leading into half time and we had nothing in the second half at all. Yeah. Um, but at half time, sixty-four percent possession. We had six shots, three on target. You know, seen worse there, but it's very harsh. Those stats. Yeah. Teams don't mind us having the ball because they know we're not a threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. He just marked Shanklin at the game. I mean, no one in that midfield, that stinking midfield, is going to do it. <laughs> Exactly. It's actually embarrassing. And I feel like you could go and get some centre mids from any other club in Scotland and they'd do better. 100%, yeah. To think like some of the the players we could have signed, thinking of, um, I remember Conor Ronan we were talking about, he went to Dundee United, for example, like he had a fantastic year at St Mirren. Why would you not just pull the trigger and sign someone where you know they've done really well for their level at St Mirren and bring them into Hearts instead of taking a total gamble on George Grant, who seems to have never fit the system under Nielsen for a full season, and it's the same system that he was playing last year. Why would you have not just got a player from the Scottish Premiership? I think there is arrogance. I think we think, oh, we can get better players than that. We can get players from England. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that is it. I think they think they'll sooner take a free agent for England than a player who's like consistently performing in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, like that. <laughs> if you look at the centre midfields throughout the league, you'll find a better centre central midfielder <clears throat> at every club in the Premiership, even St Johnston. Yeah, definitely Dundee United. The more yeah. we've got just now. Fucking Andy Halliday in this form and George Grant. Like, it's a joke. Yeah. 
uh, there's two players I think we should sign, and they're both at Livingston, Devlin and Fitzwater. I think they would be amazing for Hearts, but mm. there's not a fucking chance we'll get them in. <clears throat> I could see Nicky Devlin coming to Hearts in the summer. I think it'd be a brilliant signing. It would fit uh, Chris Wilder's tactics really well. <laughs> 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 right sided uh, centre back overlapping. He's played at the wing back. Oh man, if we get the two of them and we'll win the league. <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. We where I think our signings have been slightly arrogant. We've thought that we're better than we are. They've come in, they're clearly no good enough. Um so what did we do in January? Fuck all. Brian Brian loans what a project signing in Oda. Yeah, cool. And Brilliant. And Cowell, who'll never kick a ball, it looks like for Hatch. Crazy. It's the the worst thing. I think the thing that's pissed me off the most and pissed off most people is just the lack of um of effort is to sit in the second half and as the game went on. Um it was pathetic. Cammy, have you seen a heart side like fail to chase a game in a derby so much? Um no, probably not as bad as that, but there seems to be a common theme that we've we've had since Robbie Nielsen's time and, and even going further back is that there's no urgency. You saw it at like 85 minutes, fucker walking to take corners and walking to take throw-ins and, you know, it just, it's it's always right annoyed me and it's been an issue that we've had and I guess it's fine if you won a lot near the end of the game and all that, but this is a fucking derby. We were, we were barely making tackles in the second half. It was just... Oh, that, that wee handbags they had after Keo got knocked out was probably the highlight of the game for me because it <laughs> looked like they were actually there was a bit of passion there. But yeah, nah, it was I remember, awful. I remember thinking this could be what we need to fire up the the players a bit here. This yeah. be evil, but not, led to nothing. Um, I've just fucking bamboozled from it. Absolutely dreadful. Then it's just totally not what you'd expect from a Stephen A. Smith team. I know he only had, well, like three, four days of training going into it, but... Yeah, you'd expect the one thing he'd be able to do over those is explain the importance of not the fact that this is even just a derby Easter road, the fact that we needed to win this game. Like, it was huge pressure was on us to win this game. And it looked like what the most frustrating thing was, I think we had a throw in it, like, it was like two minutes to go in extra time. And it went all the way back to Civic. And he was about to pass it back to Clark. And I was about to fucking explode. Like, what are you doing? What mm. the fuck is going on? I know. There was times I had the three of you in my front room watching the game. There was times I, I feared for my furniture. <laughs> <laughs> As we approached full time. Um, absolutely pathetic. If um, I end the second half, Considering we were 1-0 down for a good chunk of it, we had five shots the whole second half and just one on target. A chasing team in the Edinburgh Derby. Pathetic. Aye, there was just, I know we brought players on and changed formation, but even the commentators were like, not really sure what the formation is right now. <laughs> Showing the players now. I think nah. it was just nuts. It was so bad. Yeah. You know what's just occurred to me, right? You know, we picture Naismith as this really fired up guy and he put passion in the team. And he's not came across like that at all in the press conferences. 
Maybe he never wanted this job. <laughs> but it is probably too soon for him, yeah, but well, he's here now, so... I know it. Fucking hell. This is an <laughs> opportunity for him. I know, but I don't think he's been, like, fucking banging on uh, McKinley's door saying, listen, give it to me, I'll get us in the thing. <laughs> Imagine that. You're, you're Neil, Nielsen still on a job. What have you been talking about? Ah, nothing, mate, nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the way he's coming across, it totally makes, it feels like they've had to phone him on his mobile, like, where are you? Can he find you at Rickerton? And he's, like, fucking hiding. He's just found out Nielsen's lost his job. We've managed <laughs> yeah. to catch him before he gets to his car, and he's like, fucking hell, right, fine, I'll take it. Right. And then he's yeah. Went into the press conferences and he's like, "Listen, I, I don't really, I don't know if we'll get third. <laughs> he's, he's, gone, he's gone. He's gone. I, McKinley's gone. Yeah, yeah, third. We need to get third. We need to get third. And Nace was come out having trained and seen the players training and just gone. Boys, let's not get our no up <laughs> <laughs> because ultimately this falls on the players. Mm-hmm. This is fully at the players' doorsteps. And yeah, I think Nielsen should have got fired, but." The, the last couple of weeks since whatever the beginning of February or whatever this is all on the players the effort is just not there uh, they've dropped yeah, yeah. under some of all yeah. these early some mm-hmm. of the like the form as well like you know I mean again we were talking about it at the weekend with Kingsley and stuff like what has happened like Drop it's him. Just why are we metal. still playing him yeah why is Cochran not playing yeah he's oh, no. he's much better than Kingsley and like yeah, I think you mentioned Devlin just his performances and just it's it's mental how bad we've got. Yeah, like last season, genuinely, Stephen Kingsley could have played played himself into the Scotland squad. Why well, we now, did? He did make a camp, didn't he? Aye, uh, he got he, he got on. Last season. Aye, I'm pretty sure it was last year. Stephen Kingsley played for Scotland. Yeah. I can barely remember that now. Well, that's how how good it got with Kingsley, and now going into this summer. I'd happily see Kingsley bend. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be starting. I don't want. I think he should be in the squad. But there's no way he should be making. Um, I tw- September 2022. He came on against Ukraine. I right, kept yeah, a clean yeah. sheet. <laughs> there you go. Where the fuck but, are they been? Aye, there's. Th- that's the thing, though. That there's positions like there's players like Rolls and Civic probably haven't been very good. But who do you bring in? Like, there's absolutely no one behind them with all the injuries. There's but no way play- you can play James Hill anymore. Yeah. But the, with the players at, like, at left-back with Cochrane sort of kind of just waiting for a chance again, uh, he's fully deserves to be in that squad. Barney Mackay got dropped, realised that, actually, we're even worse without Barney Mackay doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, it frustrates me so much. I know. I feel I just feel like looking at the squad now that I've went from loving our squad to barely wanting any of them <laughs> in the project. Like I'd I'd still going in the next season. Obviously, you're keeping Lauren Shanklin, Kyros. Speak about Kyros. He had a, a shocking game in the air. He was bullied off the ball, and it's it's been very much highlighted in the last couple of games that he's he's weak. He's as weak as a paper straw. Like he's yeah, getting bullied off everyone. If there's a league that's going to highlight um, being not physically up to it, it's Scotland. Yeah, he said that himself. He's um, I was reading something earlier on an interview with Kyle Rolls, and he admits that himself. And he says he was really struggling to put on weight, 
because you do so much cardio through the season, like he just doesn't get the he's not being able to put on any weight. Fucking well, get your fucking more. diet sorted out. It's really no hard. Take the steroids that Craig Gordon's taken. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard. It's really simple. Like obviously the challenge is actually doing it, but don't say oh, it's really hard to put on weight. Well, Ken, what you just got to eat more. Yeah, uh, how hard is it to like, eat more? I mean, go, go just what all that can do is yeah. eat. <laughs> go hearts. Listen, this is this is where I want to be. Get me a dietitian, or he gets what three grand a week. Pay for someone to make a meal prep for you. It's not hard. I see boys in the no. gym do it every single week. Yeah, they'll a hearts will have a dietitian there. Aye, that's um. You just got to wonder. I don't mean to totally judge Kyle's personality, but he does seem like quite a young twenty-four as well. He seems quite immature, and you've got to wonder where he's. On one hand, he's playing for he's representing his country. He's got a five-year deal, and he's got a bright future ahead of him. It's like a proper crossroads for him here. If you don't, if he doesn't put muscle on it, simple as that, he will not progress. He won't go and play in the English Premier League. He'll go and play in fucking Saudi Arabia and just stay at this level forever or he really dedicates himself here and the sky's the limit for Kyros because he is fantastic at defending when it, the ball's on the ground and he's got a good bit of passing ability about him he's a clever player but he's just fucked in physical battles here yeah. Yeah. and I I absolutely butchered explaining that on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> I completely missed my own point I don't apologise for it. You just mute notifications. <laughs> double down, <laughs> down, double down. <laughs> Learn for the you, best. You, you notifications and you move on. You post and you post. Oh, people were fuming. Eh? Like who? You, I don't even have Twitter, but people need to fucking chill out. I know. <laughs> trying to fucking defend our, our fucking potentially best defender. But to be fair, that did fuck it. The stats were even inaccurate. At the time, <laughs> but again, we move, we move. Um, but one final thing has <clears throat> been a lot said about the Hearts defense about Craig Halkett. We spoke about a lot about this last week already. Um, about how much better we would have been this season with Craig Halkett, how much better Kyros would have been. Like, Craig Halkett was had injuries before the season. Why did we not have any other big? Big centre halves that just heed the ball away, yeah. At the club, and there's absolutely no cover in front of those centre backs. The yeah, the exactly. every other team's forwards and midfield is on top of them as soon as they get the ball. Like as mm-hmm. soon as the opposition get the ball, our centre backs are defending. Right. So it, it makes the job even harder. But you're right. We highlighted it quite a lot that we were light at centre back. And yeah. we also said, we're definitely going to lose Craig Halkett at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he fucking did. And then even when he came back, we joked saying, aye, but how many games? It won. One <laughs> game we had him. In fact, no even. It was, what, 15 minutes into the first half? Aye. So yeah. I think, genuinely, I love Craig Halkett. I think he is a good captain. And I think when he's fit, he's one of the first names on the sheet. We have mm-hmm. to move forward as a club now that he isn't one of our players. I really genuinely think you've got to see Craig yeah, yeah. as like a luxury rather than a stable. Aye, I completely agree. The, the frustrating thing is as well, if you're just looking for a big six foot two centre half that's strong, 
You're in Scotland. Like, have you seen 90% of the defenders in this league? Yeah, How we also had one team? on trial who's had a really good season with Kilmarnock. Aye, Joe Wright's done fine. We, we like, said he wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Crazy, man. That's been frustrating. And Joe, Joe Savage, you know, yeah, he's got a bit of a question mark on his head now. So the signing strategies from last summer left. We were a striker short and a centre-half short at the very least, going into the season. Nothing really happened in January. This is a huge summer for Joel Savage now to get the managerial appointment right and sort the squad out as well. She'll come yeah. on to a bit more. I think we were all quite um, happy with the, the sort of signing strategies of going for younger players with upside and, and potential sell-on. And we see it at every sort of club up, up until like the very top. They're always looking to move a player on, and that's how they generate all their income. Even up to like teams like the top level of the Premier League, a lot of those teams, apart from maybe Man City, are selling clubs. Mm-hmm. They want to develop a player and sell them because they can make more money from doing that. But what we've negated is bringing in sort of experience and people who have been there and done that, um, and athletes as well. I think we've got a distinct lack of athleticism in the squad. Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that as well. No, you're completely right. Our our signing strategy for far too long was players that have had big career threatening threatening injuries, and this was almost like a place for them to come in because of the facilities we have. You know, you won't get injured here. Oriam's cursed me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey. um, yeah, we need that. There needs to be a total shift here if we want to get. Hopefully, we're going to finish third. Fucking. I'll <laughs> be fucking lucky but if we finish third we're going to have to really do something to take it up to the next level with a new manager to to maintain it because Aberdeen, Hibs and others will be hot on our heels now or bigger lights <laughs> bigger lights <laughs> another two screens <laughs> um, right. I've got, got a wee bit prepared about the squad and players going hopefully out in the summer but first Hammy How's Jambles kickback taking it all? Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. Uh, terribly. As always, there was a great thread about other than the kebab pies, why should we go to Tynecastle again this season? Uh, people didn't take that very well. They were very angry and uh, I saw it as quite a joke and I also agreed. Other than the kebab pies, why should we go? Ross County this weekend? No, no, no. No for me. Anyway, but there was also, as you would guess, a big Naismith out thread. <laughs> One game in charge. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, imagine that. Imagine being in work, like being in a new job for like three days, having a bad day at work, and everyone in your work being like, get me shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, starts off, someone says, never a manager in a million years, never mind a hearts manager. Okay, Barry Mackay played better than usual, and Forrest was on the park of running about. But other than that, it was like a Nielsen faxed the team to the tactics over. What's going on here? We'll be lucky to finish fifth at this rate. Another one says, that's a bit harsh, mate. It's only been one game with a bunch of players that aren't up to it. But yes, from kickoff, he set us up just like we have done recently. It was pathetic. 
Uh, and Alan says, one of the worst and most disinterested performances I've seen from Hearts. Our tactics were obvious and Hibbs sussed us out. He looked clueless on the touchline. I would bring in a new manager tomorrow. Um, someone says, we aren't winning a game for the rest of the season. We could have pep in the dugout, but it will still be the same outcome. Players are taking the piss. So-called professional footballers. So, a bit of a different take. Um, as bad as a derby defeat is, Naismith cannot be judged on yesterday and one match, even if he did make mistakes. My main gripe with him is the not a big deal comment when questioned about the battle for third, and I would certainly agree with that. Somebody says that might be a bit harsh, but Naismith done absolutely nothing to make us think things can improve or he has a different approach. Same tempo, same style, same players and same subs that a previous manager would have made. I was hoping for something anything to show he has some different ideas as to what got us here in the first place but there was absolutely nothing i hope we don't give him the job full time and sorry somebody's last says i'm sorry but if he can't get the team up for a derby i have zero faith in him getting them up to play anyone else he wasn't able to change the game in any kind of way either um so there's a lot of points here a lot of points I would also agree with as well. I do think, I do, I'm not expecting miracles after being with the squad for four days, three days, I think. But it just seemed like nothing had changed. Absolutely nothing, which which worries me um, significantly. I, I'm not quite, you know, asking for him to be sacked yet, as is a few other people on kickback. But, um, yeah, I think we need to see some massive improvements quickly. Um, or the the end of the season is going to be really, really bad. I think, I think it all hangs on the Ross County game. Honestly, I think if we win and, and Aberdeen get beat at the weekend, I think there'll be, <clears throat> be a bit of a buzz about the place again, especially considering we're going to have Aberdeen at home. That seems to be pretty much, that is confirmed. Mm. Close split. Like it is, it is close, but if we get beat, Against Ross County, then I'd fully expect us to get beat every game until the end of the season. I don't think there's any coming back from that if we get beat off Ross County. I mean, you've seen how we played with the top six last year. I, I genuinely, and I know it's form and blah, 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 blah. I don't even see how we're going to score a goal. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with that. Penalties, penalties. <laughs> Not not a nice place just now, Gorgie Road, is it? Um, right. Moving on, right? Something we touched on last week, but just to look at a bit closer um, after such a terrible performance. The players that are out of contract uh, at the end of the season. Um, I'll just I'll just run through them and you speak up. Um, Stephen Humphrey's loan deal comes to an end. Putting the minkeeping on. Yeah, I... I feel like with like better management, he could actually be quite a good player. Yeah, He's look, he has looked good in t- at times, but yeah, I think oh, giving him twenty minutes and putting him out wide is not ideal. Yeah, what do we expect? <laughs> right, just just get rid, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Garang Cowell, he's probably oh. never going to go back to Scotland, even for a long weekend. <laughs> no. Yeah, this has just been a complete waste of time for Hearts and for, for him. Uh, uh, yeah, just cut loose. Mm-hmm. You never know, but I, I was thinking maybe he'll get chucked into this Ross County game. He might, I reckon he might start. 
Now, how would a World Cup player who's signed for one of the most the richest clubs in the world possibly beat out Alan Forrest? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, man. <laughs> Just wouldn't be surprised if Naismith goes right ball. We might as well just fucking chuck him and Oda on. Yeah, but that's what they should have done against Hibs. Because it could not have been any worse than it was. I know, I know. Um, James Hill, and before you say anything, it turns out that liked comment on Instagram um, of like Lee Johnson celebrating victory was fake. Fake what? James Hill. No way. <laughs> I'd still get rid. He did look good in his first couple of games, but then he's... But that's, that's the same with the majority of the team. I don't think he's that great. Like, once yeah. again, it's just... That we've Who have we given the chance to succeed? <laughs> like, they've been shit think... and effort is required, but... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd just get rid there anyway. I don't think he'd want to stay. I don't get nah. the feeling he'd want to stay anyway. Nah. Uh, get lost... Taylor Moore back. <laughs> <laughs> that big boy never never done worse than a 4 out of 10 <laughs> um, Ross Cheesy Stewart <clears throat> he'll probably fucking that? sign as the new kit man or something <laughs> I'd much rather see one of the, the boys from the the Hearts B come through and fill yeah, that exactly. third, third yeah. place spot definitely yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always an interesting one. Just that it seems to be like just the soundest guy in football. It's literally what we've been told why he's at the club. Hi. Um, Robert Snodgrass's uh, deal comes to an end. If it hasn't already. Ah, uh, get him in. <laughs> <laughs> um, the forgotten man, Gary Mackay Stephen. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> nah, get rid. Yeah. What age do you think Gary Mackay Stephen is? He's younger than we are. Hi. No, he's not. He's he 30, like... 33 in August. Right, so he's our age then, pretty much. Right. What, is, are we actually debating his age comes into keeping him or no? Is this <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying this because he looks about 22. <laughs> nah, get him gone. Right, he was a proper championship signer. Um, Josh Janelli. Oh, that's a bit of a tougher one, I think. I'd really like to keep him, but I feel like he probably wants to move on to a different challenge. Yeah. I'm wary of the fact he's playing for a contract somewhere, not necessarily at Hearts. And that's Mm. maybe why he's looked better this season than he was last season. Yeah, yeah. I I am convinced that he's wanting a way. English League One written all over Josh Sinelli. I don't even know what the situation is with Janelli just now. He wasn't on the bench. He's not injured. He wasn't suspended. I thought he was carrying a knock, but maybe that's just... Well, is he? I don't know. There's that many rumours you hear there now, eh? Um, aye, that could be a... <clears throat> that's a big one to lose. Um, but on to a couple of cult heroes we will surely say goodbye to very soon. I guess Josh Janelli could be considered a cult hero himself. But Peter Harring... He has a we have a one year contract extension option hanging over his heat, but that surely ain't happening. I mean, we shouldn't, but I think we might. We might just change the squad. I don't think so. I don't think there's one player I've said that we'll keep. Um, and finally, Michael Smith. He's defo. Yeah, yeah. Has yeah. to be. Um, so that's nine nine players. 
You don't big personalities there. There is, I know. Nine players. You could easily say that Robert Snodgrass, Michael Smith, Josh Janelli are important first-team players for us. James Hill's been pretty much a first-team player as well since he came in. Um, like two centre mids, a right back, three wingers, um, a centre back, a keeper, and a striker. So, but it's good if you're a new manager coming in. That's probably what you want to see. Properly squad to savage. Still a decent spine of the team there that we have. Um, <clears throat> yeah, from like Gordon, nay one at centre back, nay one centre mid, <laughs> and then Shanklin. <laughs> I well, was going to count Halkett, but yeah. I was going to say, going on the next season, you could say spine of the team, um, Craig Gordon, Craig Halkett, Benny Beningamy, Liam <laughs> Boyce. <laughs> Liam Boyce. Well, I don't know. I don't know why you're laughing at They're going to feel like new signings next season. Boyce. I think like combined in their time at Hearts, they, those players have missed about 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about a player that needs to hit the weights room and start eating more, Benny Beningame is one of them. He is so <laughs> thin. He is. So, aye. Nice big clean out. Some spring cleaning for Mr. Savage, eh? Um, but now, looking ahead to Ross County on Saturday. Ross County beat St. Johnston 2-0 um, on their last game away from home, and that was their picking up their first victory on the road in nine games. Hearts at home are shite. <laughs> um, Ross County last won at Tynecastle in 2017 against Ian Caffrell's Hearts team featuring Dylan Bikey, Mullery Martin, and off the, ben- uh, off the bench and Leonard Soa started. Fucking hell. That is the darkest timeline. We <laughs> <laughs> oh, could, could do with one or two of them now. Um, Liam Boyce was playing that day for Ross County. Well, well, he'll be back as well, won't he? Good lad. <laughs> um, we've played them five times at Ten Castle since then: three nil nils and two two one victories. Oh. Exciting stuff, eh? Uh, there's a reason Sky like the present. This one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And by Hammy, buy or sell. Ah, uh, so I will go over last week's results because as I said to these lads in the chat I think it is the worst week we've ever had um, and that's everyone we had high scores of two from Simon Jarvie and Paddy uh, oh. myself Cameron and Instagram all scored zero and Twitter got one that was it so hearts to win obviously that didn't happen every single person bought that Mugs, um, Hibs to drop out the top six. So those couple, <laughs> those are points um, won by Simon Jarvin Paddy there, obviously. Humphreys to start. Um, again, Simon Jarvin Paddy, you've all got a point for correctly um, realising that Stephen Smith wasn't going to change anything. And Hearts to have more cards than Hibs. We didn't even win that. Uh, Hibs had <laughs> about... I think it was like 6-3 or 6-4 or something. There was quite a few house players booked. Um, well, it should have been a couple of red cards. I, yeah, I would <clears> probably throat> agree throat> with that. Two at the end, they forgot about that. Paul Hanlon got booked, and then literally, the only reason he didn't get a second booking is because it was so soon after <clears> the first booking. That's all I can think of. 
that John Beaton shot it there. I know. He absolutely yeah. blooters the boy in the air for behind. Not doesn't touch the ball. No terrible. Naismith got booked though. That was fun. There you oh, go. Naismith in. And Lee Johnson got booked. Both managers yeah. got booked. That wasn't in my count, so put another one on. Not that mad. Um. So that leaves us for the running totals of Jarvis still bringing up the rear with 51. <laughs> uh, Paddy, 56. I'm on 57. Cameron's on 59. Instagram on 61. Simon on 66. And Twitter on 67. So, oof. Teeth at the top and in the middle. Um, so, Ross County, Stephen Naismith's first home game. Obviously, the first question, because we still haven't won, is hearts to win. Sell. You know what? I'm also going to sell it. Oh, my God. I know. I don't, I'm, oh. Again, I don't think we'll lose, but I just can't see us winning. Oh. I'm, I'm refusing to accept it. <laughs> I'm oh. going to buy it. Yeah, I think I've got to buy it. <laughs> buy it. Uh, Cameron will also buy it because he's not here. Um, so, with that, Hearts to finish the weekend two points behind Aberdeen. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll buy that too. I'll have to also, sell it. Uh, yeah, I'd as much as Aberdeen are in good form at the moment, I really can't see them beating Rangers. Is that is it I Ibrox as well? Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Good game, like. Really need to really need Rangers to win that one. Um so next question. Cochrane to start. I know we touched on it earlier. Oh, I'm, gonna, it. <laughs> I'm gonna buy this one. I just I think you have to. Mm-hmm. Sell. I can't see. I think they're just infatuated by Stephen Kingley's great goatee. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sell. He's not starting. Oh, yeah. And finally, uh, both teams to score. Bye. Sell. Bye. I'm That's selling good. that. You think we're going to draw nil nil then, Harvey? Nil nil. Bye. And Paddy thinks we'll get beat without scoring. Yep. <laughs> Which is fucking likely. <laughs> I know. Okay, that's it. We'll give you another depressing update next week on the scores. Probably oh, might not. The podcast could be done by then. <laughs> we'll be talking, yeah, about, talking about the wrestling. <laughs> I'm uh, buzzing for our end of the season award podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be a good one this year. Um, we might still finish third. Might still crack up here. Um, Simon, forgot about men I mentioned earlier. Our Lauren Shanklin goals bet. <laughs> so he's currently on 18 league goals and I'm needing 21 for £40 from you. Or I'll yep. you 20. I fucked this, eh? Yep. I don't know. It was looking good, but need some fenways. Three goals in six games, current form. Don't know, like <laughs> two of those games away against Celtic, though. Uh, one of those games away against Celtic, so that's a hat trick right there. Uh, fuck that bit. Um, and what happens? Well, there's normally sorry, so we've got Ross County, 
and then the weekend after there's cup games so there's like a, a week's gap and then it'll be post-split fixtures is that right? I think so I'd need to double check So we might have a wee week break of the podcast which is very much needed I feel <laughs> We'll see fuck knows um, bye. Join us next time as we look back at the Ross County game and ahead into the abyss that is post-split, which at least we're guaranteed to be in the top half of. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast and play along with buy or sell. And don't forget to leave us a generous star rating on whatever you're listening through. So until next time, uh, come on, the hearts. See you again <laughs> soon. <laughs>